Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello. Hi. So even though you gave me, what, a 40-minute warning, (laughs) still was not prepared. You know what I realized when I left? I think the clock on your microwave isn't correct, because I thought it said 9.10 when I left. But then when I got in my car, it said 9.30. Oh. So. Oh, yeah. We'll use that excuse. I'll check it. Because my power did go out yesterday. The power had to go out yesterday when they were working on the fireplace. And because the stupid breaker for the fireplace wasn't labeled, I had to just kill everything. So then when it rebooted, of course, nothing nothing was right. And on the computer, I was trying to figure out why Instagram isn't pinned on my taskbar anymore. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going down the rabbit hole of videos on instagram (laughs) oh my god so you got (laughs) yeah so i got nothing done okay well that's all right i did my notes for this and i'm not sure how much i have to say about this book actually no but i have eight pages of notes what and and highlights so i obviously have things to say i just i'm gonna have to remember it as we go i think oh i well i do that every time we record (laughs) okay did get my notes done. So I went through my notes and then I started going through my notes for the next book because I finished it last night. And then I went into the Instagram rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. So maybe we should dive right in then. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Today's book is Craving the Alien Vampire, a sci-fi alien romance book one in the alien alpha mates series by ro sing mouthful mm-hmm. i liked the cover of this book it's pretty hot mm-hmm. agreed and then there was also a song playlist at yeah the- which i always love those yeah that was cool so let's see the Chapter one is opens with Maya. She's been captured by these insect-like aliens about two weeks ago, from what she can tell. Some of the other captives that are with her mention something called the Intergalactic Alliance, but she's never heard of that, and she's not sure what that is. Yeah, this is all... You know, your typical, I wake up and I'm on a spaceship and have been kidnapped. It totally is. Yes, I'm in the spaceship. I've got the creepy aliens. It's very typical start to an alien romance. It also turns out that I guess her boyfriend sold her to the aliens in exchange for some technology for his fortune 500 wannabe tech company yeah what a dick so up until two weeks ago she did have that shitty boyfriend so yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> so these insect-like aliens are going to sell the women at auction. They're kind of messing with one of the fellow captives, and Maya tries to stop them. So they do rough her up a little bit before she goes to be sold at the auction herself. Yeah, they backhand her. Mm-hmm. Of course, they hurt her face, and she ends up banging into the wall because he hit her so hard. And so the girl before her goes to auction and sells for 500,000 credits, which the auctioneer says is the highest amount paid so far this month. Then it's Maya's turn, and she actually sells for a shit ton more. That's the technical term, shit yeah. ton. <laughs> Maya ends up getting sold for 5 million credits. Yes, it was pretty funny because, well, that happens after we're introduced to the male lead in this book. His name is Torin, and he's arguing with someone called Killian. So Maya's chapter ends with her being sold for 5 million credits, but then we switch to Torin's chapter 2. It's kind of his point of view of the lead up which i liked because i always like a little bit of overlap on how Mm. they get to where they are so yeah he's he's arguing with that one um guy it's like i don't know is is that his best friend or is that just somebody who's on his team with him i think it's his best buddy but i don't know for sure I want to say how he's described in the book from Maya's point of view when he bids on her. It says, a lone hand lifted, his fingers tipped with razor sharp claws. I followed his gray hand down his muscled arm to his chiseled face. It was the male I couldn't stop staring at. Why was I so drawn to him? His gaze met mine, crimson eyes mesmerizing me. The red of his irises were so dark, they almost appeared black, but it was his sinful voice that truly captivated me. With a seductive smirk on his blood-red lips, he made his bid. Five million credits. (laughs) Even before all this went down, they were kind of checking each other out. This is the epitome of faded mates insta lust mm-hmm. from the start. That's what happens to her. She can't keep her eyes off of him while the bidding is happening. Then on the flip side, from Torrin's point of view, he's got his friend that he's arguing with. He's trying to find something at the auction. They were told to bid on something that I think is just called exotic. Yeah, it's and they're correct. Tr- okay, and they're trying to find information on their captain's brother. His name is Drog, and mm-hmm. he's been missing. And in Torrin's chapter, it there were a couple little things that lead to this instant connection. He has a sharp pain in his temple that he thinks is maybe a headache from dealing with a bunch of idiots. And <laughs> my thought is same, Torrin, same. I also get headaches from idiots. <laughs> Yeah, that's a given. Mm -hmm. And then his stomach is hurting a little bit. So he's having some of these weird physical ailments happening to him. It says, when he sees her, this is what he said, or he thinks. The last female stumbled into the spotlight. I could only make out the barest details from so far a distance. So I pulled up her profile on my hollow. I zoomed in, memorizing every detail from her warm brown skin to her long dark hair tied in a braid with a red ribbon. She was like no being I'd ever seen. Perhaps she was like the Rodinians, but without wings, fangs, or 
her claws. She was soft and defenseless. Yes, and he's arguing with Killian because Killian's like, five million credits? We don't have five million credits. Killian's like, are you out of your fucking mind? We can't even, we can't pay that. Like, literally can't pay that. What are we going to do now? Torin also thinks that something about her call to me unlocked some primal instinct. Mm, of course. Okay, so then chapter three. <laughs> oh, yeah. This book is the epitome of the insta-lust. Things escalated quickly. Maya meets Torin for the first time, and we find out that she's about five foot eight, and Torin is at least a foot taller than her. Because, of course, all of these aliens are gigantic beast men. Yes. He says what we all love to hear. Well, he says, why are you bleeding? His muscled arms bracketing me against the wall. And you're bruised. Who did this to you? Tell me. This, like, instantly, I know it's a short book, but I couldn't believe how quickly everything escalates. In a good way. Um, yes. This is why I say the ultimate insta-lust story, because on page 18, when she first meets him, she mm -hmm. kisses him immediately and starts dry humping him. Yes! <laughs> like, whoa! Okay. I actually kind of liked this part of it. They both actually do have an orgasm. Yeah. Dry humping, and it sets the tone for the book, which now I'm just saying flat out, this is just an erotica masquerading. Mm -hmm sci-fi oh uh, yeah and he says to her i i've never come in my pants before there's a first time for everything and then he introduces himself she doesn't even know his name yes that's actually my next note after oh. <laughs> this initial orgasm they exchange names <laughs> Hot. and okay so then they do exchange names and then he finger fucks her yeah and then he goes off to kill the man that hurt her yeah it's so funny because it says he pulled away redressing and strapping his weapons back on where are you going and he's all to kill the male that touched you i'll start by cutting off his hands come with me <laughs> like oh yes gosh. sir so all of this happens by page 20 yeah so Torin does go off and kill that insect man and he does find out where drog is not exactly, but he's given a general idea. Mm -hmm. Drog is on the gladiatorial circuit, I guess is like some sort of fighting circuit he's been sold to or he's been forced to join. Like he's Spartacus. Yeah, and the insect man calls him the wolf man. Yeah, so I'm kind of interested. Is Drog a shifter or is he permanently some sort of wolf? We don't, I don't know. know. And then he looks at her and just with cold eyes and says, is he the one that hurt you? <laughs> uh, he sure was. <laughs> <laughs> and the insect man is so stupid. He's like, who, your bitch? And he has a cattle prod. Why do why do all these people have cattle prods? I don't know, but they're horrible. And he's like, yeah, I touched her. Yeah. So, of course, Torin does kill that insect man. Yeah. I think they go to leave and somebody comes in the room and that person's like, you killed my brother or you killed... His son. Oh, the son. That's right. The son. Yeah. So, the insect man it was the owner of Maya, but now that the insect guy is gone, the other person says, well, this contract that we sold her to you for 5 million credits is no longer valid, so you can't have her anymore. I'm sorry, who's turning down 5 million credits in exchange right. to get the human back? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Nobody cares 
for a human that much. Torin says you can't have her back essentially because she's my wife. Yeah. And she thinks his wife, what the hell is, what's he thinking? Somebody says that Cindir males, which is the type of alien Torin is Mm -hmm. mate only once for life. They only take one wife. While he still draws breath, he has rights to her. Those are the Alliance's rules. I feel like it's a little convenient for the Alliance rules to come into play here in terms of the wedding and having ownership over her. Whereas she was sold into this situation. She wasn't even part of the Alliance. She had no say in joining them. Right, because she was kidnapped. But he... Part of the alliance. So I guess the alliance rules. If he's saying that's my wife, now she's because a lot of these things are they treat women like possessions or property i guess she now falls under the alliance rules also yeah that makes sense i guess they go back to torrin's ship and this was actually pretty funny because when they do finally talk for the first time really talk yeah she starts asking him all these hilarious questions about being a vampire oh my god yeah because it's just what she knows from vampires on Earth. This was the only question she asks him that I highlighted because it was so funny. She asks him, can you see yourself in mirrors? <laughs> and he responds, yes. Can you not? And then yeah, she, that's so funny. And then it says, concern blossomed in my chest. How could she not see herself in mirrors? I'd have to get Lorian to check her vision. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they have a really good exchange in this chapter. Okay, then this was this other thing that was hilarious, but then also I feel like we need to talk about how we envision vampire fangs working because she asks him, how do you drink blood? And he says that a goblet wouldn't work. He says, we don't actually drink it. The blood is siphoned in through the fangs. And he says, you need to bite down. So basically the fangs are like straws. I've always, well, you know, that's kind of weird because that's, mm. okay. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Do we think that they bite to puncture the skin, but they drink it through the mouth? Or do we think that those fangs are like hollow tips? I don't think I've ever really thought of it before, but thinking about it now, I guess I've always assumed they were hollow tips and that's how they drank the blood. It's kind of like a reverse snake fangs where the snake, the venom comes out of the snake fangs, the vampire drinks through their fangs and i deny anyone show me proof that that's not true show me a photograph yeah (laughs) yeah show me a set of fangs that don't have holes in them where the blood would be going through okay Uh, show show me through a mirror how it's not working that way (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah i don't know what do you think I don't, I feel like using them as straws makes them less scary. So I, I don't, it, if one of them's draining the life out of you, I don't, I don't think so. What well, if we have listeners, if we have listeners at this point, how sad is that? Listeners post on our uh, Instagram page. What do you think? Do you think they drink through their teeth or do they just gulp down? Do they just <laughs> their throat and then drink? Because I think maybe it's a little confusing, too, because a lot of times you do see them in movies or TV shows. They are drinking from a cup or they are drinking from a goblet. Oh, that's true. Maybe it's both. 
No, because now I'm thinking I'm in the middle of re-listening to the entire Black Dagger Brotherhood series and audiobook. And they always describe, and now that I'm thinking of it, other vampire books too, they describe the taste. So it has to go, I don't know. Why do I care? I don't care. I You think too much, you're hurting my head. Okay, moving on. She does eventually ask questions that are not vampire related. Mm-hmm. And she asks him about him having only one wife, which is her. And then she's a little concerned because obviously this is some sort of fake marriage. He says it doesn't really matter essentially because he doesn't deserve to be happy. Yeah, there's some really self-deprivation on his part of... You know, she's too good for him. She deserves better than him. You know, even though she is his wife and he can only be mated once in his lifetime, he has to realize that she's just too good to be with him. This I'm not good enough mentality in the male main character is actually a trait I don't like in books. As soon as he thought, I don't deserve to be happy, I don't deserve her, I was like, oh, geez, here we go. So much sexy times happens in this book that I I have like four chapters of book stuff consolidated into three sentences. Oh, okay. (laughs) Go Go ahead. So in chapter seven, they do actually get married. So I don't have any notes between chapter eight and chapter 10 other than the fact that they're consummating the marriage for chapters and chapters and chapters. Boy, are they. Yes. I think they actually are doing that until chapter 12. Oh my god. Well, I have a note in chapter 10. Amaya says, He smells like all the things I hold dear. The cinnamon in my morning tea. The rosewood of my guitar. The pages of old books on my shelf. The spicy, satisfying aroma that was all torn. Home. I highlighted that too. And I also like the way those things smell. I do too. The best. Yeah, and then in in chapter 11, we find out that he's got a spur at the base of his cock. Does he? I just have a note that says it was eight inches gray with crimson veins, similar to his red tattoos, and it was ribbed. Oh, yes, hooked at the base. Yeah, you're right. And his dick vibrates. Good God, all the things. No wonder she's kissing him on page 18. Like, I would do the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, no wonder they have four chapters of really hot sex. Oh, God. And then his you-know-what is silver. Mm Mm-hmm, yes. Which was interesting. I don't know if I've ever seen it in a book where it's described as being, maybe I have a different color or being special usually it's just the anatomy that's special not the stuff that comes out of the anatomy well it was all good i'm like oh this is interesting it was interesting yes in chapter 12 it's in his perspective but she says to him do you know your eyes glow when you come that's pretty cool and he freaks out and goes no no they don't and he thinks they've never done that before. His eyes have never glowed. I would have known. And then he thinks, I would have known, right? And he just stumbles out of the bed and goes, I'll be back. Well, after four chapters, he does finally have that freak out because he thinks that the glowing eyes could only mean one thing, that when someone found their soulmate, the eyes would glow and that it's been thousands of years. And they basically thought it was a myth and a bedtime story. 
that would get told to them. Yeah, why doesn't something like that happen in real life? Why, why isn't there one thing to let us know we're with the right person? Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, the glowing eyes, I would take that. Oh my god, I would take that and all of them at that point. That actually reminds me of a TV show that was on Netflix that I actually really liked, and I hope they renew it. I think it only had one season out called The One. Did you watch that a year ago? Yes. I really like that, and it's not been back. I don't think they're bringing it back. I wonder if it was based on a book. Maybe I could just read the book. It was so good. I think they just did a blood test and something in the DNA would tell you if you had a soulmate and who they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he describes her, he, when he's thinking about this soulmate bond, he says it's the soul bond, my other half, my one true love, mine. But then he thinks she would still be better off without me. I need to find a way to return her to her planet or people. This is why this sort of I'm not good enough mentality in the male main character bothers me. Mm -hmm. Because he does think that the path would be better for her. Basically the denial of the mate bond because they don't think they're good enough. So yes, it was literally one page after because I had the same highlights you did. Oh, okay. One page after he finds out his eyes were glowing and that this is his fated mate is when he thinks, oh, I need to send her back or at least reunite her with her own people because that would be better for her. Yeah, he ends up contacting a Rodinian male who's named Ronan because Ronan is married to a human and he's like, I need to get her with other humans. Yeah, right away he's coming up with a plan to send Maya back. Yes, he definitely is. But I was actually surprised that he says this to her right away. I kind of liked that, that he confesses Mm -hmm. that you're my mate. That's why my eyes glowed. Yeah. We're going to send you back, yada, yada. And he kind of acts like, I don't want you, even though internally he does. He says, the only reason you want to touch me is because you're my mate. Anyone else would be disgusted by my scars. And he's talking about his tattoos. And she's like, those are scars. They look like tattoos to me, which I've actually seen that in a different book. Scars described as tattoos. Oh, yeah, that's true. And I was when I read that, I was like, what scars? What's he talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've seen that before. The tattoos, Mm -hmm. they look like tattoos, but they're actually scars. She says, well, what do you mean by mate? And he says, my mate by stars we're designed for one another i only knew when you told me my eyes were glowing that only happens with mates and she says it's just biology and he said indeed something like that yeah she's all perfect fuck buddies yeah but then she challenges him and says well okay so let's just have sex then because you know you're saying this means nothing and and feel nothing for me yeah so she's kind of testing him Mm -hmm. And and she does think about how she's falling in love with him, which leads more into the insta-love, insta-lust thing happening. Because I'm like, they barely met eight hours ago, and she's already thinking about how she loves him. Yeah, but he ends up saying to her, I don't feel anything for you. He's lying. And she gets upset and gets up off the bed. She starts to cry. And she thinks Torin wasn't the guy for me. And I'm like, why do you think that? That you just got done being told you guys are soulmates. I could see that. But then on the flip side, my thought is, 
why do you think he's your soulmate other than the good sex? Because these characters have no development in this story. We don't really know anything about them. They don't have a backstory. It's like, why are you even drawn to him other than the physical? There was no real basis for the connection other than the bond and the instant physical connection. But can't the bond cause you to be drawn to the person? Yeah, that's what the bond does. But at the same time, she doesn't know anything about the bond. So how are you already feeling like you're falling in love with him when you barely find out about the bond because you don't know anything about this guy at all? I would also fall in love with somebody after eight hours of knowing them if they murdered for me and had such yeah. a special <laughs> equipment happening. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I would, too. And I think that if you're meant to be together with this soul bond, she did feel something for him before they even talk. I don't know. I'm I'm telling you, and I don't know that you want to hear this, but when I first saw your father, I didn't even speak to him. I hadn't even talked to him. He was across the park walking towards us. And I turned to my friend and said, I'm going to marry him. There's something about just knowing. And I mean, we were married for seven years and I did love him. So I feel like there is something when you see somebody that sometimes you connect like that. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't need to know their I mean, I know his name, but it's like you don't need to know their name or their backstory that comes filled in later. I don't know, Rachel. What do I know? Yeah, it's okay. I'm I'm just saying this is kind of how the book is going so fast. But mm -hmm. it is a short book, so it has to be fast-paced. Yeah, and maybe that's why I kind of, I didn't even think of those things. I just kind of went with it because it can be what it can be. She explains to Torin how she became a captive on that alien ship. Torin explains what happened to him in order to make him feel like he doesn't deserve to be happy. So now we're getting some of the backstory for them, finally. Yes. He blames himself for his last team. All, all died, except him. They were ambushed. And he says to her, so they finished this really good heart-to-heart, -heart, but then he closes it off by telling her that he found someone who, I think that person has humans with them, yeah, or has a human mate, something to that effect. So he says that uh, you can go with them and everything will be better. Maybe this is another series the author has. I'm not sure. He says that they are an elite warrior race, that they have a human female, and she is married to a Rodinian, and you can go with them and you'll be protected with them with your own people. So maybe that's a another series by this author. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's either another series or another book in this series. I don't know. Okay, but then he doesn't even escort her to the ship. Yeah, this was crazy. I don't think really anybody escorted her to the ship. Or if they did, they didn't keep a good eye on her. Because they're basically walking through the town square or some sort of market or something. It's where the ship's dock. And he told her the port number or something. The ship she needs to be on is docked at portal number six. 67 and she's walking towards that ship she's supposed to get on i was so annoyed with him that he didn't at least walk her to the ship well like, yeah that nobody geez. nobody walked her uh-huh the main point of all this is that she's alone right. so while she's alone and she's trying to walk to the ship to go live some life with this 
random fucking person. She gets kidnapped along the way, and she never actually makes it to the ship. Yeah, she's kidnapped by one of those insect men, the brother of the one that was killed. And he tells her, your price has gone up. Human females are a hot commodity. I'm going to get more than enough credits for handing you over. And he tells her, Carver killed my brother. What better way to get revenge than to take his lover? Mm-hmm. And she she tries to pull the intergalactic alliance card and say but Torin married me i'm his wife i'm a citizen of the intergalactic alliance and he's like we don't answer to them we answer to something called the empire yes so it's interesting that Torin was able to feel her headache and her stomach ache and these sympathy pains mm-hmm. before he ever even met her but she gets kidnapped and there's nothing in the bond that's really triggering it he finds out that she's been kidnapped because I think somebody tells him that they had a conversation with people on that ship and those the people captain. I don't know what the captain's name was so and so never made it here she's not here that person tells Torin so then this is what's triggering Torin to worry about her and come to her rescue yeah I was a little bummed he didn't know either through the bond yes it's kind of weird because he's able to find her because the clo- Clothes she's wearing have trackers inside them because they all did that after Drog was kidnapped yeah. and they lost him. So then they all started wearing trackers in their clothes. Mm-hmm. So that's how he finds them. He finds her. But then I think he says something about the fact that when he got closer, the bond helped narrow down exactly where she was or something. Um, Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I don't know. But but the guy that's grabbed her has hurt her. He's choked her. He's caused bruises around her neck. And, of course, Torin bursts in the door and says, keep your hands off my wife. And then he sees the bruises on her and he says, you touched her, so that means you're gonna die. So now, yes, now he's killing more people. He does rescue her. I'm also confused. I'm confused, though, because Torin says something to the guy. He They start fighting. And he says, how did your father know my name? And we find out that his father is in the intergalactic alliance but he's a bad guy in the alliance i don't know it's very weird they have this conversation while they're fighting which i think is odd something had happened before when they were at the auction something was said that he thought was odd so now he's asking him how did you know this info or something like that right that's why he's questioning him and maybe it all leads back eventually later down future books to the Mm. whole drug getting kidnapped thing okay maybe you're right it's just a guess on my part i only have a couple more notes for the rest of this book my next note is that she gives him a celebratory bj yes which was actually funny because i was typing up my notes the other day for this book and then my husband walked in and he saw this line and he's like what are you (laughs) doing (laughs) nothing hilarious and god The book basically ends with them actually getting married with a more traditional ceremony, not this quick courthouse style ceremony they had before. I didn't like that part. He drops on a knee. He holds out an engagement ring with 
some gem in it, the same shade of his red eyes. My it's, note just says stupid. It's a little too human considering he doesn't even know what species she is. Yeah. We don't know about Earth. He's kind of never seen her before. Like, why would he be doing this very human custom? Well, I'll tell you why. Because he spoke with the Rodinian's wife. Her name is Anya. And she told him all about wedding traditions. Mm, it's very convenient. Yes. Very pandering to the reader, yeah. in my opinion. But mm -hmm. whatever. So this is how it ends. And then that my note on the epilogue is just that it's more sex. Yes. So, uh, yeah, this book was a... I think 160-ish pages. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So anyways, time to rate it. What'd you think? I had mixed emotions about this book because their conversation, their exchange was pretty funny. There were parts in this book that I really liked. And then there were parts in the book that I was questioning it. So for that reason, I will probably give it three wet panties. I was going to rate it also three Oh, because it's very surface level to me. Mm -hmm. It's good for what it is. If you want a quick read, some sort of yes. erotic, uh, mm -hmm. fancy alien equipment sort of thing. You want a little bit of the vampire. You get kind of a little bit of everything here. Yes. But there were, you know, some things I didn't like about it. Temperament of the guy or what he was thinking. Sometimes I'm, I'm not good enough just in general, bothers me. It was very, very fast-paced. I've read other books that are 160-ish to 200 pages long, and the characters are much more developed oh. than they were here. And I think because there were so many chapters upon chapters upon chapters of sex scenes, you didn't have mm -hmm. the actual character development. Yeah, I guess. I, you know, I just thought of this book and thought, well, it is what it is. And if, like you said, if you want a quick read that has a lot of erotic things happening in it and it's a short book too i mm -hmm. mean that's the other thing uh i think it was okay yeah it's good for what it is and that's yeah sometimes that's what you want sometimes that's all you can handle because the world is shit and sometimes you need something like this yeah <laughs> in your yeah. life isn't that true should we announce the next book now or should we wait until we finish saying what we're currently reading let's wait till we're talking about what we're currently reading let me grab my phone real okay. fast and open it up so i'm still hip deep in the motorcycle gang book i finished the second book now i'm on to the third book i also downloaded because they had a lot of free books that you could grab so I was busy doing that. And because you want to do another recording or have another episode in the queue before we leave on vacation and two weeks from today, we're leaving for Scotland. Trev, I hope you're ready because we're coming. I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait. This is like a dream for me. I'm so excited. I really haven't read anything besides that oh there's two more books you want us to read so i finished the next book and i started the next book that after that so i've been busy reading t doing what you told me to do and not really oh. reading things i'm proud of you well i knew you would be that's what i live for okay i am reading the zoe draven book how you liking it it's good it's okay. really good it was of course it is yeah, so it's taken by the Horde King. I'm reading that. I was worried because it's very long, but of course, then I started reading it and I couldn't freaking put the thing down. <laughs> I told you. So I don't know what I was worried for. 
So I'm going to finish that. And then I think I'm just going to be reading the next two books we're going to record before we leave on our trip. Yeah, the problem with the last book we're going to record is that when I read those kind of books, I want to just fly through them. Having to highlight stuff is difficult for me. I don't want to deal with that. I just want to read the damn book. Oh, well, just highlight things that really stood out to you. Or really like, oh, that's a good scene. I do, but then I end up highlighting a lot of stuff. But anyway, go ahead. Anything good on TV that you're watching or? I realized this morning that on Hulu, season three of the D'Amelio show came out. Came out recently, or I, I just noticed it. And I actually really like that show. I think it's really well done. It's about them as their family. It's the two girls and the parents and the things that they go through. And I think it's a really good and honest portrayal of how hard it is to be living as a social media personality and they talk a lot about the mental health issues that they have that they struggle with oh i see yeah and dealing with the pressure and everything and then you also get to see the sisterly dynamic between them i really like it i enjoy it i'm sure it's geared towards younger people because they're obviously very young Mm -hmm. but i have actually watched that since it came out so i'm gonna watch that and then I don't know when it comes out. I actually need to look it up. There is a Netflix show, movie, I think it is, that comes out with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, what's that called? I like him. So the movie is The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's one of those Wes Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. I-, I need to figure out when it comes out, though, because I wanted to download it for my phone for when we go on our trip. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, I, for some reason, I don't have Hulu anymore. I think I got sick of it and got rid of it. But I shouldn't have done that because the third, the next season of What We Do in the Shadows dropped. Mm. And I really do want to see it. So I may end up getting that again. And then I... I watch this really, I watch a lot of documentaries. I can't stand reality TV, so there's not a lot of it I watch. I watched this documentary that took place in Sweden, I think it was, about, it's called The Submarine Murders. And it was fucking the most bizarre, incredible thing I had ever seen. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? It was fascinating is it a true story yeah it's a true story huh i i gotta look up the actual the whole name you should watch it i was like jesus christ this is insane and freaky so i watched that and now i'm watching because i didn't realize there was a season two of the Murdoch murders. Oh, I, there is? Yeah. The se- the second season is The Trial. And I, I never thought I would give a shit about these people. But seriously, I cried for the mother and the son watching this thing. I thought, this is fucking heartbreaking that he oh, be- did this. Yeah. So that, w- I just finished it. It's only three episodes. I just finished it this morning. So that, I don't have anything right now to watch. 
Okay, I'll have to tell Claire about that, actually, because she, her and I watched a bunch of that stuff when that had first come out. Yeah, I listened to the podcast by Mandy What's-Her-Name. I listened to all of that, and then I watched it on Netflix when the first, the first season, I guess, talked about the boat accident. It's just all so freaking sad. And so much loss in general. It's just heartbreaking. Let her know if she's interested in that. But watch that submarine thing. I'm like, good fucking God. It's not just America that has crazy people. What was the submarine show on? I think it was on Netflix. I'll have to find it and let you know. But I think it was on Netflix. Because you know how they see what you watch and then they make all these recommendations for you. I yes. ha- I have to start getting away from the uh, unsolved murder thing because all they recommend for me is murder stuff and it's depressing and it's not good for you mentally to watch that much of it. But this thing popped up. It's like I'll watch a HGTV home remodeling show for a while and then I'm like, okay, I'm getting sick of this. I need a murder mystery. And I think that's how I found it. I found it on Netflix when they suggested a documentary for me. Okay. Yeah, let me know. So I found the show, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Oh, yeah. Oh, it actually is coming out the same day that this podcast episode is releasing. <laughs> Look at but that. It says it's only 39 minutes it's long. I guess it's based on a short story by Roald Dahl. You're kidding. Uh-uh, but I love Wes Anderson. So I, I do have too. to watch that. Yeah, I like him a lot too. Okay, so do you want to announce our next book? Oh gosh. Okay. So <laughs> Oh god. We are going to be discussing Stuffed. Mhm. A living Pillow Romance by Sylvia Morrow. Yeah, it's a very different book. It's going to be weird AF. Yeah. But it's very short. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it because I saw this this one girl that keeps popping up on uh, Instagram. Let me see if I can remember her, her username. I think it's the sequel nobody asked for or the sequel nobody wanted. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I just found the name of that submarine documentary. It is on Netflix and it's called, it's a 2020 documentary. It's called Into the D, The Submarine Murders. Watch it, I'm telling you. And then let me know what you think. Okay, I'll look for it. Okay, so I found it on this Instagram because I've been really into Instagram reels lately. Don't ask (laughs) me why. I love them. I can't stop watching them. So anyways, her Instagram account is the sequel nobody wanted. She's really fucking funny. Okay. All right. And she, I guess, gets book recommendations or she talks about books sometimes. So then people will recommend things for her. She was talking about stuffed in the real. Oh, funny. And so that's how I heard of it. So that's the book that we're going to do next. And then after that, we only have one more episode. Oh, my God. Before we go on our trip. Yeah, I better start finding paper bags to hyperventilate in. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Okay. I'm going to maybe go in the garden for a little bit today. I have two more iris plants to get in the ground, and then they're all planted. Can you believe it? I'm very proud of you. But this is new irises you purchased, isn't it? No. Where'd they come from? (laughs) What are you, the police? (laughs) The iris police? I've got the police. Yeah. 
Well, one of them came from me. I have to dig them up and divide them every once in a while. And when I did that, I mixed some of them up. Uh, so I don't know what they are. I have to put them in a special. They're in a they're in a bucket waiting to be planted. The other one is still from a bucket that I've had. I've had it in a bucket for I don't know how long. For two and a half years, I'm trying to get these stupid things back in the ground. They're so hardy, yeah. Yeah, tell me. I ended up donating, I think, like, 20 plants to the garden club because they had divided so much. So my experience living down here since I moved down here and planting them is some of them love it and multiply like wildfire and a lot of them can't take it and have have died or are dying. Must be the different strains of something. It's the ground. It's the, it's the makeup is very different, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, enjoy that. I'm going to go watch Hulu. Okay. And when you take a break, watch the submarine thing, please. Okay. I'll I'll put it on my, maybe I'll download it for the airplane. You never watched that thing about the crystal formation in that canyon, did you? I did, actually. I watched <gasps> it, forgot to tell you last time I was over. Not was today. that the most amazing thing you'd ever seen? It was cool, but also stuff like that. I always think, please stop fucking with the underground unknown things. You're just, yes, you know. absolutely. Look, at they dug up some sort of alien in Mexico recently. So it's like, can we what? stop? Like, No, I didn't even hear that. Oh my God, you haven't, you have definitely seen this photo of an alien going around in memes. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't watch the news because it's too fucking depressing. But yeah, when I saw that, I thought, okay, these crystals have been around for what? 400 million years it took to form these fucking things. They're amazing and gigantic. Put the fucking water back in these caves because they're already starting to disappear. And the guy at the end of the documentary is basically like, well, you know, to me, it came across as this is the sacrifice of science. No, it's not. Leave it alone. Exactly. That's the thing that bugs me. It's like, you're just going to be fucking it up and all this stuff. Yeah, they just want to make money off of the lead that's in these mines. But please the water back in there and leave them alone. That's why I sent you a text when I told you you should watch it is that we destroy everything on the earth. We really do. Yeah, sad. But yes, I did watch it. Okay, good. I'm glad. They Weren't they beautiful? Yes, they are very pretty. Amelia was telling me that Claire likes crystals. Oh, does she? I don't know. Oh, he, she told me she even bought some at a fair or something you guys went to. Uh, Well, I know she did. I don't know about her sister doing that. And I didn't take them to that, actually. Jeff took them to the county fair. All right. Well, anyway, I thought, well, if she is into it, she would want to see those. But yeah, I agree with you. Leave them alone. Stop destroying the planet. You know, what's going to happen? It's like fracking. Mm-hmm. The whole other political story. Don't get me started. Nobody wants to hear it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm off to watch Hulu and read that pillow story. <laughs> Good luck to you, girl. All right. All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.